Yes, so we are still on the Student Guide podcast, and we have with us one amazing individual. So far, the conversation has been wonderful, and it's it's good to know who Daniel is, and he's he's an, he's an amazing person. We are about to talk about his tenure of office as a CISA president, how it has been like, and what has been his impact on students. So. Mr. Daniel, that's our next question. Yes, boss. Uh, Your tenor as the CISA president, and how have students benefited from your policies and what you brought on board? I thank you so much, Bill. I think um, with, with, with student politics and student leadership, it's not like how the um, outside owners, like where there is a tenor and a tenor spans for four years. Mm-hmm. And you can go for re-election again up to two terms. Yeah. Now, this one is different in a sense that you just have an academic year, which is barely eight months. Okay. So with that eight months, talking about policies as something that is not so realistic. Talking about policies is not something that is so realistic because you know all the faces that um, a policy or something you want to do would have to pass through in order to finally be seen as I'm doing this mm-hmm. or that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not really, really realistic in that, in that sense. But then as students leaders, we've tried as much to be there for the students and to listen to their cry and call. So it is, what do you want and what can we do within our means for this short period of time? Okay. You get it. Yeah. What do you want and what can we do within our means for this short period of time? I think um, student leaders everywhere in, in KNUST cried out and uh, mother, the VC head, our cry. Mm-hmm. And they are modernizing our classrooms by fixing the audiovisual devices, the LED, LCD, um, the screens to enhance academic learning and all. It was something that I heard student leaders talking about most often, which myself, I also did. And so when I realized that I started in my tenure, I was so, so, so happy because it would help those students who were sitting at the back, who cannot see from the board to see from there. And it will also enhance our hybrid system. Yes, so it would also enhance our hybrid system and then improve on teaching and learning where looking at the number of intakes that are coming in, we would have some students joining in person, others would be doing online, and then the next one. Yes, um, apart from that, we also heard the cry of students, especially females. We, we all know the affirmative action that is going on all over the world, and we are no exception. Mm-hmm. So as a student leader, I had the cry of these minorities. Imagine um, a population of about, uh, let me just use this yes election for statistics. This year, about 6,000 people voted in the elections. And I checked the, the vote. elections? Yeah, the CISA election. Okay. And I, wow. I, I checked the votes that came in for the women's commissioner, which is voted for only by women. Yes. And it was just 2,000. Okay. It was just 2,000. And so should you take the whole college, which we are about um, 12, 13,000, and then you sample the number of females there, you would realize that females, yes, they're on a, um, a minority. minority yeah. And so we actually focused on the females a little bit. We took it a step further where we had some consignment. We had people coming in from US to donate sanitary parts. And so they donate, um, donated a number of sanitary parts to the association. 
uh, we are even about to sign an MOU so that it would be every year. Right. So when that came in, of course, we can't use it on our only for ourselves and all. So we had an outreach. We went to SHS schools and basic schools. We spoke to them. We motivated them. We taught them. And we also did some um, donations from, from there. And then with what we have, what I've noticed that uh, was that when people go, you know, the sanitary bank that we have there for emergency support for girls who are going through their menstrual cycle, some just happens impromptu, some are not aware, some skips a day and all. So we wanted to help them. But then what we realized was if you keep them in the, in, in the washroom for them, before you realize the first lectures, the people who come in the morning, they come in and they pick extra, they take it home. Wow. And no, it wasn't helping, you know, it wasn't helping. So we thought of how to mitigate this um, problem and then we had to bring in sanitary vending machine. So there is now a machine that we, we fix in, I think it can take 50 in a row. So when we fix 50 sanitary parts and you need a dummy coin to put it in, then you turn it up, it would give you only one part. And so the dummy coin, you only have a chance to pick only one dummy coin. Okay. You bab. So we actually regulate how they use these sanitary machines. And I think it has, some, it has been something that has also affected and impacted the girls so, so much. The next thing is um, last semester, we realized how we started the we did expansion for the library and then the learning commons, mm -hmm. the reading areas. Yes, it is something that most people don't know. But if I should tell you the amount we are paying for the people who take care of the place, the extension, it's, it's too much. I can't say it here. I think the, people... the amount of money we pay, yes, to the, to the people, both the students who take care of the place and then the supervisors taking care of the place and all. It's, it's, it's so much. And uh, that amount is coming from the CISA coffers or... Exactly. Because yeah, you, you should pay the students. It's students doing... It's actually something like a work-study something. Okay. That is ongoing in a college. But then it's more of a volunteer something that is not so out there. Mm -hmm. So when needy students come, some of these needy students, we ask them, can you volunteer to sit in a learning commons if you are free? Can you volunteer to sit in the reading rooms when you are free to make sure everything goes on there? Because when you leave the students, some people will bring food in yeah. a reading room. They would eat. They yeah. saw the place. They, they were like, there they will, they will not be any control yeah. in there. So all the students who take care of the place from morning to evening, it is paid by students. And now imagine we now extend the time to, to 10 p.m. Wow, it's going to be demanding. Yeah, very, very demanding. So the amount we are paying is amount that we could have used for a bigger project. I wouldn't tell you, but it's, it's, it's consuming. It's, it's a classified and my input. time, yeah. And in my time, we did the extension, I think a week before mid -stem, mm -hmm. and it ran up to the end of STEM. So it means it ran to vacation. Wow. I don't know if you realized. Yeah. It ran to vacation. And so you can imagine the amount we are going to pay. Mm -hmm. I hope you get it. Oh, yeah. You can imagine the amount I we are going to it. pay for that. And yes, the, so we are sacrificing. We, we are sacrificing a lot. And this sacrifice, we believe they are impactful in the life of the students because uh, when you go to a place like the pharmacy, they open a whole lecture theater mm -hmm. for them, 
for anybody who would want to come and study. Okay. And so there is a security man there. You know, it's it's a complex. Ours is also a complex, but ours where we have our main lecture theater that we would say we want to open and then the security man will be there. It's different from how pharmacies owners. You know, pharmacies owners just one single complex block okay. where you have the auditorium. They are all auditorium. So before you go up there, you need to pass downstairs and climb up. So if the security man is standing there, just right in front, it means he's protecting all oh, three or four auditoriums. Okay. Yeah, but, but our place is not like that. Look at where the security post is. Mm-hmm. And we can't have the security post leave their main gate post and then go and sit in front of the auditorium just to make sure the people in there are safe and protected. Mm-hmm. So we just have to... This is what we can do to help them. So this is what we did. And yes, we also were partnering with the student support decks to make sure they get food for people in the College of Science as well. And then, the food banks. Yeah, the food bank. But ours is not, this one is not really a food bank. It's, it's part of a welfare package that... If emergency relief packages and it, it includes food and all and then we also did a number of programs a number i think um first first years when freshers come there are, there are so many problems that they face personally myself um, i've been a victim and all you know seniors who know the system or try to prey on yeah, your, yeah. I wouldn't say ignorance, but naivety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then I felt like, no, it shouldn't be said in my time that people who gain admission to come and read a course in College of Science also fell victims to these things that were happening. And so when the first years came on that day, that Saturday they came, mm-hmm. I had my outreach team on grounds. Okay. And it was the first time something like that was happening. Because I had my outreach team on grounds in a College of Science T-shirt, not in CISA T-shirt, because right. they don't know what CISA is. What they know is College of Science. Mm-hmm. So we created a help desk. Have you gained any course in College of Science? You need. Are you in College of Science? You can. So we were in that branded T-shirt alongside with SRC. Welcoming the freshers. So anybody who has gained a course to come and read anything in College of Science, we were helping them. I think I, I saw that on social media. Yeah, yeah. that day it was it was awesome that day. And then we also organized a mentorship um, program for them called. Um, so the whole week was an Aquaba week. The mentorship program was started right. Mm-hmm. So the started right, we were looking at how to manage your time very well because the majority of the people are coming from SHS. Where you sleep and there'll be a rising bell. Mm-hmm. Where everything, yeah. <laughs> even to eat. Your house masters and bell, all those things. Yeah. Everything. So, you know, coming here and coming to live on your own, there should be a way that your mind should have a shift. True. There should be an adjustment. True. You are coming to take care of your own self. Mm-hmm. You are coming to live on your own. Yeah. Even how to handle your money, money management. And so... We have to bring in people who are adept in these things, relationship and all. Because, yeah, yeah I've heard of stories where first years they came and the things they started doing, it was all because of the thoughts we now have the freedom. Mm-hmm. And so they want to experiment and see things for themselves. But it did not, not end well for them, you bab. And so we just had to organize this Aquaba with the started rights aimed at giving them more information and giving them practical training on how to manage their time, their money, how to balance the social life and academic life. And it was also impactful. We filled the auditorium to the brim. And yes, there we concluded with some aerobics and all we know, a healthy mind is necessary for good studies. And so 
that was these are a few things and apart from that we also organized a leadership seminar the tomorrow's leaders mm -hmm. yes where we had people coming in it was it was it was massive it was only for leaders or those aspiring to be leaders. leaders yes and people came in and we really felt it was so good they even had um this i've not even spoken about this yet among the people who came we had um reverend bonaventure yeah, from tikva africa from tikva africa yes, I'm actually part of tikva oh okay africa. sure sure and i read from the bible tikva means hope yes yeah so Tegba Africa, and then he brought um, people who were working in um, this pharmacy. Um, oh, for it's it's NS a drug, NS yes. chemist, uh, Mr. Najimba. Yes, please. yeah, they are amazing. And he also brought in one man who is an accountant from UK, okay. who is actually working with I think Prudential Life Insurance or something. So he even gives slots to people who want to do their internship wow. and who want to do a remote job and and all and all so we've, of course our amazing wise our be you be healthy and yeah so i think my tenor has really seen something different seen something different compared to what i came to meet and then this semester we are moving away from the programs we now want to do training okay. so we have um, a quiz to honor our provost, Prof. Amekuji quiz, okay. which is something that we want to see which department holds the bragging rights. Is it physics or yeah. actuarial science or biochem, biological is science? The meteorology know? department. Yeah, meteorology. You know, yeah. We want to see that. And then we also want to now expand the sports that we used to do. Initially, I think it was initially it has been CISA Champions League, mm -hmm. but then I feel like if we make it like all about football, what about those who are not so good in football, who are good in netball, or athletics, or sports, any other thing? Sports. Yeah, so this time around, we, our CISA games that we are coming to do includes so much. Wow. We would even bring um, some games, outdoor games like table tennis and all, just to socialize among ourselves and also rekindle our minds for something big in a future where we, we are believing and trusting God to do. We are also um, having our entrepreneurship club for the first time. Mm. There's been a series of meetings. I think the first meeting I was there, the second meeting I was not there because I was in Accra. Yeah, I was not there. We want to uh, strengthen the CISA entrepreneurship club because right now from the VCs initiative from the SRC president's initiative, we realize how ready people are to support we, the students who have business Some ideas and want things. to have our own startups and all. And so we, we as College of Science, we're also positioning ourselves well. Yeah, so we have Startup Stride coming up this semester. Startup okay. Stride. Yes, it's coming up this semester. And we'll see a lot of financial literacy, education, business speech, and, and all. The last semester, we also organized research training okay. with our librarian, Dr. Abruzlamti. Right. Yes, he taught them. And then we also have going to have additional trainings like media and personality branding, graphic designing, SPSS training and all. So these are um, amazing things coming up. So this semester is just about we building up ourselves with our hard skills and soft skills, presentation skills and all. That is what we are in for this semester. So a whole lot. And we've started. And then we will add one or two projects and we'll call it done. <laughs> Then, then, 
your, your administration is doing very well. And this is what students want to have impacts from our leaders. It's not just that they are having the positions and then we assume or we, we think they spend our money and... We cried, I have not even paid my fees yet. So if you're assuming I'm spending the money, then consider why I've not paid my fee. All right. So thank you. Thank you for all those impacts that are given to students. How challenging has it been? Has it got to a point that you, you thought because of the challenges that are coming, some of the policies you are supposed to scrap it off? Has it gotten to that point? Um, the whole process is challenging, okay. to be honest. Leadership is a challenging task. All right. That is why it is not enough to say leaders are born. No, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are not just born. Even if they are born, you need to go through training. To be refined. Yes, you need to be refined. I, I read the Bible. I was like, why should Moses, growing up in a palace, mm -hmm. where we see all the administration of the, of, of, of the whole country going on, why would he have to leave the palace, go into the wilderness, go and stay there for 40 years? We thought mindset changed because when he went there, the people he met was um, the median um, wilderness was Jethro, who was the priest of the median. Mm -hmm. So it means that he had to renew his thinking. He had to be taught. It was, he was doing shepherding before God called him. And just imagine, think about this, folks. Think about this. Moses, look at where they were. Mm -hmm. And he led the flocks out to Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, mm -hmm. where God appeared to, to him. him. Just imagine the distance. And just imagine that heart he had to be in, in, in that open field with the flocks. I hope you get it. Oh, yeah. So it means that he has to go through training, mm -hmm. a whole different set of training in order to come back and lead the people out of Egypt. Imagine why David should be in the wilderness. Imagine why Joseph should be in the prison. You get the whole thing. I, I so leaders point. are not just born. Yeah, Even Jesus has to pass through. When you read the Bible, when Jesus Christ was led to the wilderness, I've read a version that says that he was led to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil and to be ministered to by the angels, by God. So even he himself had to be taught. He was a leader. He was born a king. So why should he be in a temple at the age of 12? Mm -hmm. Why should he ask the spirit, why are you looking for me? Where else do you want me to be? You don't know I must... I must go about my father's business. You get it? I, I, so it means that leaders are not born. That ideology is wrong. Leaders are actually made. Everybody is a leader, if you want to know. Everybody is a leader. It's just like everybody who comes to Christ. Now God says that he has given you the message of reconciliation. That it is as though God has reconciled the whole human race to himself through you. Okay. So now when you get in, it's not like I'm not a pastor or I'm not this. You also have that money to send the word out to people. So that is what the, the whole leadership thing is. We are also trained. At the end of the day, you need to pass through training. You need to refine yourself. You need to come out better. Other than that, 
you will die at the battlefield because you've not learned anything. Okay. Yeah. And I was listening to a message from Pastor Edu, Apostle Edu, mm -hmm. on Adulam. Okay. I don't know if you, you've heard of the term Adulam. No, I haven't. It was a cave mm -hmm. that David, when Saul was chasing David, he went to, he went to hide. hide. And the, the idea is that when he was in the cave, what was he doing? When he was in the cave, what was he doing? Okay, when you were in the wilderness, what were you doing? They are all part of that training process. So leaders are not born, they are made. And anybody at all could become a leader. So leadership is not a small business. You would face a lot of challenges. But it is what you've learned that would save you on that day. David came to the battlefield and saw Goliath blaspheming against God. And then he asked them, why would you allow this uncircumcised Philistine to be saying this against our God? Mm -hmm. When he met the king, so they said, you are too small. He said, no, king, I've been in the wilderness. I've fought with yes, bears yes. and lions. Mm -hmm. I've killed them with my own hands. And this is no different. Mm -hmm. So it means it was the training he had there that brought him. It was the training while Joseph was in prison. The skills that he sharpened, mm -hmm. his revelatory skills, his dream skills, his visionary skills. And so even in the prison, he was the, he, he was the leader mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And he was helping people. So it was the training that he had that led him to the palace. Do you get it? And for one reason, funny reason or the other, the place you want to go, you, you can get there. The position you want, you can use dubious means, but in order to sustain yourself is another thing. Mm -hmm. You can get to the top, but staying there... Staying the to the, at the top is, is, is the whole problem. It's just like our CWA. You mm -hmm. can get first class easy, but staying, staying there, there is the problem and because the next semester too, you have to perform equally as good as first semester other than that it will drop it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> can really relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so that is that is that is the whole point. That's what I think about leadership. It's it's a serious business. Okay. And yeah. rate your administration on a scale of one to ten, though you are not done with your tenure of office. This one should come from you. But would it be vivid for me to rate my own administration? It should. Because every leader, you need to assess what you've done and give yourself, you know, marks of how, how, how you've impacted, how you've been able to revolutionize and everything. Mm -hmm. so, well, I've, I've told you the things I've done. Yes. Or my administration have mm -hmm. been able to achieve. And so it depends on you to judge me. So you, you, but you what I trumpet. would say is I am now starting. You are now starting? Yeah. Okay. I'm now starting. All right. So this thing, I just learned it some few days ago. You approach everything as though you were about to start. So the same energy, the same vibes. So until I'm done, until I hand over, mm -hmm. which will be very, very soon because... I, I don't want to stay in there for long. Once you're done with the things you're doing, uh, just hand over the baton. Let someone come and continue. Yeah, so that is it. All right. So this is more of a personal question. And from there, we go to your book and talk about your book. Have you ever been discouraged in your journey in life? And 
how did it come about and how were you able to overcome this predicament? All right, thank you. So the only discouragement that I've had had to do with I, I preaching the word of God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so in SHS, I went to one class someday to go and preach to them. It was before prep time. Okay. So to preach to the class, to share the word of God before the study. And after preaching in this class, one guy from another class came to call me that, my people, they are there. If you can come and share the word of God with them. I said, okay, why not? So I went there. I was sharing the word of God. And I was talking about something. I don't know how I explained it, mm -hmm. but I finished now. I'm two chaplains being in the class. Chappy? Chappy. They come to. They pulled me out. Okay. Challenge you. Chairman. At the end, they feel they knew. Yeah. They really discouraged me. If it's not your fault, don't go in there. Don't do it. If God has not called you there, don't do it. Hey. Probably one thing that I was finding difficult to explain, I was just reading the Bible, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday in Acts chapter 17 and verse 18, when there was a man who had studied the law so much and had learned about Jesus Christ so much that even though he, he was not mandated, he has learned so much that he can confidently preach about Christ. In Acts chapter, I don't know if it was in 17 or the verse 18 mm -hmm. that I learned. He confidently spoke about Christ. Now, there were two people there. He, what he was saying, because he had studied most about the law, it wasn't resonating more with the Gentiles okay. on the ways of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says that after the, he was done, there was this man I think, was it Quela or something? I've forgotten the name, but the wife was Priscilla. Mm -hmm. They took this man in their house and then corrected the mistakes that he did. Right from there, they sent him on his way to another town okay. because the Christians, the believers, they need help. That was how I felt it was supposed to be done. That so is how it's so I, I, was, I remember that night, I was on my bed, down bed, mm -hmm. I was thinking, I was thinking, because it really made me feel bad. Yeah. I, it really made me feel bad, because if it was a mistake or it was something, just you could correct the mistake, but not tell me not to do it again mm -hmm. if it's not your field or no going out. I was just, I was just thinking. <laughs> I was just thinking, but I, I, I thank God that today I am here. Yeah. And God is still with me and has magnified himself in my life day in, day out. Yeah, so that was a discouragement that I faced. But apart from that, nothing has discouraged me. Uh, when a failure comes, I see it to be God talking to me. And uh, this, be, uh, this is not the right time, time for this. Yeah. I tried as I'm far near the right time. I try I'm far near the right time. I'm far there at the right time. I'm far there near the right time. That's how I think. Yeah. yeah. And and there's one thing about people discouraging you. Mm -hmm. Every great person who started out was discouraged at a point. Okay. And if that person gave in to the discouragement, 
it wouldn't have led to how great that person would be. Uh, a typical example is Odemaya. Okay. He's one he's the biggest YouTuber in Africa. Yeah. I think he, he's he's doing amazing. When he started, people discouraged him, like they were like, yo, he's he's an aeronautic engineer. So people were like, yo, what are you doing? I've been following him since yes. that's was it twenty fifteen or yes, something? The Rwanda. I was watching that videos he was doing in China where he was interviewing okay. the Chinese then, girls. Then you know him way back. Oh, I know him way back. Yes. So people discouraged him. And if he, he was able to allow himself to be discouraged, he wouldn't be the Udemaya we know right now. Yeah. And it's one thing that I... Telling I, the story of Africa. Yes. Yes. And all the challenges that he's going through. So the discouragement will come. People would actually... People know you are doing this thing for a good cause. Mm-hmm. But we intentionally come and say something that would derail you, break your heart, so that you don't even work at all. Like, forget what you are doing. Uh-huh. And what I say is, if you give that people the opportunity to influence you that way, you've made them win. Exactly. Yes, so don't let them win and overcome that discouragement and make sure that you improve yourself any way you can. Yeah. And that same people will see you another time, you doing marvelously well. They'll be like, oh, this guy, I know him. We'll start giving you praises. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's great. And now to one of the most important things about your life is your book. Hardly will you see people writing books in Ghana here, where we are most especially university students. So how come, what inspired you to come up with a book and what are the contents of the book? Thank you so much once again. Um, when I got to SHS one, mm-hmm. I got to SHS one. I realized that when I read the Bible, I understand it in a different way, and I see things to be so 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 different. And I wanted to make an impact in 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 that. Field. I don't know why. I just thank God for that. But when I read, when I read, mm-hmm. the way. It talks to me, mm-hmm. the Bible talks to me is different from how people sometimes explain it. Right. For example, like even though logically, there's the old covenant, old testament, there's a new testament and all. But when I pick the Bible, that is not how I see it. Okay. That's that's never how I see it. Because I was I was in church. And when pastor is preaching to, it's not only preaching, but everything. When you are teaching me, mm-hmm. I see it differently okay. from what you are telling me. So you, after teaching me, if you ask me to teach you the same thing back, I would add more things right. than you teaching me. It's, it's something that I, I realized. I realized it was, it was part of me. So some, there was a day that the pastor was preaching in church. Mm-hmm. And the AGCM, and as the pastor was preaching, um, I was also receiving my own tutelage. From what he's saying? From what he's saying. Okay. So when he says that, the Holy Spirit would also ask, do you know why he said this? Then he would teach me more. So if you ask me to explain some things about the Bible to you, probably how I'm going to explain it mm-hmm. would be different from how you've been taught all this while. I we, I was at the baptism school when they were teaching me about baptism. Mm-hmm. And they asked me a question and I was shocked because that thing came from me myself the first time. 
I got to understand and realize for me, my own self, mm -hmm. that when Elijah came back to restore the law, that act he did where they dug a trench, they put this, he repaired the altar, they put the sacrifice of it, they poured water on it. Before fire coming on it was an act of baptism. Okay. It was an act of baptism, which was like fire coming on the altar after it has been cleansed by the water. That was how I, uh, I, I saw, that was how I saw it. So what made me go into it was with all these understanding, like a rich man came to Jesus, I've done everything that Jesus, um, the Lord says we should do now. What do I do again to have eternal life? And God said, go and sell all your things you have. Give it to the poor and now come and follow me. That is the only way you can have eternal life. That is the only way you can enter into heaven. And this man went back sorrowfully because he, he had so much possession. It's, it's just not, talk, it's not talking about. It has nothing to do with a rich man cannot enter. But you see, if you come to God, one requirement that is needed is selflessness. Will you be able to give your all out, give yourself away? And so the Bible says that until a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, you can't come up again. If you want to follow Jesus, you just go. You don't go and come back. No, you are good for now. You are not fit for the kingdom. So it is if you want to do, then you give yourself to it wholly. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Do you, do, you, do you get to that point? Okay. And sometimes people's possession becomes a blockade, becomes something they see. You, let's talk about Titan. Why would God require 10%? Why that 10%? See, Bill, if, if, if you all know the stability that is associated with either a fully filled orbital, because we all did science, yes. or a partially filled mm -hmm. orbital, half filled. Do you get it? Yeah. We all know that stability that is associated with it. But if I give you 90 pesos, you will not appreciate it as much as I give you one CD. What is the difference? That is just 10 pesos. That's true. That's true. But in our own sense, even if you are holding 100 CDs and you spend 10 CDs out of it, the mm -hmm. whole thing becomes like you don't even respect the money again. That's, that's, that's very true. And so that 10 pesos or that 10 CD or that one CD, which is the 10% of your money, is actually what strengthens the money in our sense. And if you can give that which you cherish so much to God, then it means you have done the best thing. You've given your youthful parts. You've given your productive parts. I don't know why it is like that, dear, but if, even if you give someone 900 mm -hmm. CDs, that 100 CDs, you know, it's incomplete. It's right? incomplete. It's kind of incomplete. Yeah. Just a woman now, but no. Yes, that, so that is, that is how the thing is. And the next thing, how my book came about, so how my book came about was from these thoughts. I realized that I have different explanations to things. I read Isaiah 66. Verse 8, the who that believed our report shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day for as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. And I realized, I was there one day, I realized this is talking about Jesus Christ on the cross. 
that as soon as he traveled, he gave birth to the new generation jet. And that, was, that happened in one day when the devil himself did not know. Satan himself did not know. He didn't even know Jesus. If he knew that was Jesus, he wouldn't have killed him because he would know that you are coming to die to liberate yeah. them from that bondage that me myself have kept them in. Okay. So he didn't know. He did not know. And so one, he came to him and said, if you are the child of God, if you said you, you, you are the child of God, then turn this to the, He didn't do any of them. He didn't do any, any of them. So spiritually, even though you know, the demon said, we know you. Mm-hmm. Have you come to destroy us before our time? But they did not know why God brought him, what he was meant to come and do. Do you get it? So out of this explanation, out of how I, I see the scriptures, and you know, I realize that, well, why don't I start? Because it wasn't into me. Book starting was not part of the plan. But whenever you give me a pen and a paper, mm-hmm. I write something. Okay. So I remember one day at prep, I wrote something on an official paper. I gave it to a friend. And a friend was reading. I wrote something about the Jesus. That paper, I think I still have it in my books. About Jesus, about revelation, and, and oh, I gave it to a friend. A friend looked at me, why do you want to be writing books? And I don't know. That was in primary. Mm-hmm. And so I went for a program with Kingdom Ambassadors after lockdown. Uh, um, the man of God, Commander L. I don't know if you've heard of his name, but he's called Elliot. Pastor Elliot, he's a pastor, mm-hmm. K- K-A, so I was invited for a program at Anakazu. And so after that experience, I came back with this fire burning in me that I was always listening to message. I would be listening to message and I would be writing, taking notes of what I'm listening to in the message. Mm-hmm. I would be reading the Bible and then I'll be explaining them in my own way in my book. And so I started writing in a diary that I had until I realized that, ah, I don't know. It was just a fire burning in me that I would just pick a pen and start and writing. And after writing, I realized that I've written plenty of things mm-hmm. and all the things I'm writing. I'm writing, it looks like it was following a certain line. Certain it, parts. It had, it had a meaning. It had some, I said, okay. Then let me write the synopsis on what I want to write about. And I wrote who is a man of God, who is a child of God, who is um, the true child of God, the power God gave to us, how man lost the power, how man fell. I wrote synopsis. So now the things I wrote, as I was just writing, Mm -hmm. it it was following something. It was following something. And so I finished and I realized that, ah, I do a card here. Mature book. And the topic also came from servant to master. Yeah, that's actually the title of the Yeah, the, the title, from servant to master. The transition from a child of God to a man of God. It has nothing to do with servant, it has nothing to do with master. But what it has to do is when God created us, the growth pattern as children of God. Now, if you want to grow, you cannot build on just any other foundation. 
if your foundation is weak, even if you build from here to heaven, it would break down at the end of the day, zero work done. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? And so I realized that there were things, there were things that were supposed to be taught. There were fundamental, foundational understanding that people should get mm-hmm. because it was those foundational understanding that God built on. When I was about to tell you in church, I learned so many things. You know, <laughs> when Jesus Christ was going, the last thing he said when he was ascending to heaven mm-hmm. was going to all nations and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> During baptismal class now, I realized what they were teaching us on baptism, mm-hmm. the understanding, the meaning, is different. Okay. Baptism was something that was done in the Bible for the believers then to know and see who belongs to us. And so John was baptizing, right? But what was John baptizing? John was baptizing into repentance. So people come, ah, I'm into a baptize, me to a baptize, me to a baptize. But even in Acts, we go to realize that those that John baptized were not even speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. They asked them, ah, you've been baptized, yes, and you are not mm-hmm. speaking in tongues. I received the John baptism, which was unto repentance. Okay, so it was something like an identification system. So even as we are all here as children of God, we are in the church. It's not like if you don't baptize, you can't enter heaven or something. That's why you receive certificates. So you now, you know you have something that shows on this day, I did this physical thing to represent a spiritual birth. Do you get it? I did this. It's a spiritual, it's a whole spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. So I did this spiritual thing to represent a spiritual birth, which the day that Elijah did that, it was that day that the law was restored back in Israel. So Moses brought the law. So Moses, the law, Elijah, the law restorer, and grace and truth came to Jesus Christ. So when Jesus Christ was leaving, he said, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you know what it means? Do you know what I, the understanding I got from mm-hmm. there? It means that if you go out there and you preach to people, introduce them to one, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the grace of Jesus Christ. Three things. Mm-hmm. So even as the Lord's Prayer, or is it the Lord's Prayer or something? And then we end with the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Um, oh, I've forgotten. Yeah, how, for a bit more, hey, I've forgotten. How, but those three things, mm-hmm. the love of God, mm-hmm. the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That is what it means to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So this morning, not just this morning, I was re- listening to this song from Victoria Renze. Uh as we ascend the highest mountain, and that is the mountain of the Lord. And what do we ascend with? He said, we ascend by the blood of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. by the word of God, mm-hmm. and by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you see how the nature, the embodiments of the things are. So it's like, no, we've been Gentiles. We've been alienated from God. And now you want to come to God. Why? You have to change your mindset from what they knew. So in the Old Testament, where he was talking about fear God and obey his commandment. Now Jesus Christ is saying that love God 
and he says that those who love me would obey my commandment. Mm -hmm. you, see, you, you, you get the whole understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like I meet you. So is it like if I go out for evangelism and I make disciples, then I'll go and baptize, find the water, and then go and dip them in that I'm baptizing before I leave. It's, mm -hmm. it's not like that. So you get to them, and then you show them that, no, God is love. And it is Jesus Christ who has brought this grace and truth to us. And what is this grace and truth? That God is now looking at you, not looking at you based on the sins and things you have done, but he's looking at you through the sacrifice Jesus Christ paid on the cross. So now you have been redeemed. You have been justified. That is the grace. So now you can come before the throne room. You can come before God. Unlike in the olden days where you have to fear God mm -hmm. and you, you even the priest himself, the priesthood attire that he was wearing had damn bells on it. Mm -hmm. That when he's walking, it's shaking, not for fashion, but because you know that this person is alive in there. Other than that, if this person has sinned or there's death, any form of blemish on them, they will die right in front of them. They will die. So, as they are going about their duties, doing everything they are doing. You hear the sound from the priesthood cloak, um, cloak that they are wearing, and you know that no, this man is still alive. You see, mm -hmm. so that was the understanding I was getting. So when I come to you, I introduce you to the love of God, and that was what Paul was doing. I introduce you to the love of God. I introduce you that no, this time it's not about your sin. God is calling you, not accounting your sins to you, but then He is calling you into a life. That has been lived by Christ in the spirit. Because the Bible says that we were, we were, we were predestinated unto adoption as sons. It looks like the thing is turning into future. Uh, it, it, it's also past. You see, we were predestinated unto adoption. Mm -hmm. And so it's like we were in Jesus Christ. That's what the Isaiah um, 68, who would have believed our report, mm -hmm. is saying. So Jesus Christ came to give birth to us. So he was telling Nicodemus that he that is born of flesh is flesh and he that is born of spirit is spirit. So he now came to give birth to us. So now the love of God, God is love. God is not the person who you see kills. And God wasn't even killing anybody. It was the nature of God. And man as a sinner, you just can't come close. Look, you can't even go close to the sun. Yeah. And this man shines brighter than the sun. So he said, nobody sees me and leave. It's not like he would kill you. You yeah. now you will die. Yeah. The Israelites was Moses. You said you always said, God, God, God. We also want to see, see God. God. Now the day came, there was thundering, there was smoke, there was hailstorm. I said, No, stand. go, please uh, go. We will come here. Yeah. You will die. God told them that, No, the, even the 270 people you are bringing, let them stand here. It was a 70 people, 70 mm. people, let them stand here. You alone climb onto my holy mountain. They will die. It's not like, so it's like God is unapproachable. He dwells in an unapproachable life. So now, you turn their focus to no the love of God. It's not about the law, Fenchim. The law, it was like, do not turn to the left mm -hmm. or to the right. Mm -hmm. So it's not about that. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so when the grace brings you to God, you experience that love of God. And that love of God is also in, in three folds. There is that which God loved you and sent his beloved son to die for you. And there is that which all things work together for um, those who love God and accord unto his purpose. And there is this last one too. I've forgotten about it. So you experience grace, you experience love, and then the final one is the fellowship, which would keep you there of the Holy Ghost. 
So you see, I just have different mindsets. It's like God coming into the Garden of Eden and saying, Adam, where are you? Is this that the omniscient God was not seeing mm-hmm. Adam anymore? Yeah, that's, no. that's not the point. But where he placed Adam spiritually, Adam was no more there. Adam has sold that birthright to Satan mm-hmm. and has now fallen below Satan. Now Satan would dictate. So Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? It's not because God is not seeing Adam, but Adam is not where God placed him. him. And this one, there's a whole lot of conversation about about it all. Mm -hmm. How women became uncountable in the Bible and all. It was was something I just got to realize that I was learning. I think this one was in a dream where I was sleeping and I was asked about marriage and I was just explaining marriage. Do you know women are men in the spirit? Women are men. So when Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were in the garden, when they were living that spiritual life, when they were clothed by the glory, Adam wasn't even recognizing her as a woman. And that is the same thing that happens in the spirit. There's no man, there's yes. no woman. But you see, when the fall came, now woman was taken out of a man. Mm-hmm. Even man himself was also taken out of Jesus Christ. You know, the head of man is Jesus. So you see how the lineage was like. And now man himself has fallen. And there were, you are no more part. And so go and check through the Old Testament. Check through Genesis coming down. The genealogy. Even though they gave birth to many people. Look at the people who were counted. Look at the people who they were referred to. They were only single, 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 single people in a generation. And these single people, what do you have in common with them? They had God. So without God, you yourself, you wouldn't even be counted. And so why were the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, those people, why were they just being killed? Why were they just dying? Because in the spirit, they were nobody. They were, they were just nobody. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? They were just nobody. So it was people that God... So even the Israelites, what saved the Israelites was that I've covered you with one man called Abraham. Abraham. So even they, they also experienced grace because they do something God said because of your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Because these people consecrated themselves. They made a covenant with God. And now God said, these are my people. And these people were working with him. You, you, you get to the point. So it, it was it's, it's a whole conversation. So even men themselves were not counted. If you don't have God, you are not counted. If you don't have God, you are not part. Why was Cain the people after it got to a point? And that was all. We did not hear from them again. But set genealogy, those who had Christ, those who knew God, they were counted unto Noah until Shem, Ham, and Japheth came and all. And so the same way, so imagine if you the man that the woman came from, if you were not counted, if you don't have Christ, how much more the woman? Mm -hmm. Because the woman's head is you. So it is when you know your place, that is where the woman also knows their place. That was why women were not counted. Because the men themselves haven't had Christ yet. And so it was in the New Testament that Jesus Christ came 
die for our sins. Now the men now know their head, which is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now the women also know their heads, which are the men. So when the Holy Spirit came upon the people there, mm -hmm. the Bible gave numbering to all the people that were there. How many were there? 120, including women. Mm -hmm. So why did that one there? They didn't say, we are excluding women. When they were feeding the 5,000, excluding women. Mm -hmm. When they were feeding 4,000, excluding yeah. women. When they were counting. Do you get it? So now women were counted. The Deborahs, the Mary Magdalene. Why? Because they now have the Spirit of God. Because now man knows his place. So you now know that you have Christ. And your wife now knows you. So now they are counted. And so those arguments that women are not supposed to stand in front of it is not founded anywhere. In, in nowhere in the Bible. You bab. So these are the kind of revelations that I was receiving. And then I, I, I put them down in the book. Before I realized there was a whole book, but it took me, I think, four years. Four years. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. From from all you said about the book, I, I, you need to give me one copy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, this thing dragged into preaching. No, no problem. Like, that's also another favorite part of mine. So when you leave me, let's talk about God. Then we are not leaving here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, where, where can people get this book to buy? This, oh, um, they can check Amazon, they can check Kobo, and it's then in person to if they're on University campus. Um, I think the bookshop behind in this hall okay. is still there, and we are still working on um, making it available for everybody to, to get it. Right. Yeah. And in terms of its price, is it affordable? Can Oh, very, 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 very affordable. You see, a book that is full of revelations like mm -hmm. this and, and how we can walk and actually feel the experience that we are having with God, not being forced under someone's doctrine or under how someone thinks we should do this this way, which they don't even understand. You see, I was glad when I said I'm the first person because the Sabbath came because of the law of first mention. God himself rested on that day. Mm -hmm. So it became something that is done. When <laughs> um, the tie, when the angel, when Jacob fought with the angel mm -hmm. and he got affected here, now Israelites don't eat that part of the flesh because most, um, Jacob started limping. He got affected when he fought with the angel. When Adam sinned, it became something that was because of first, the first person who does it. Is, is so is it, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm the first yeah, person. I'm, I'm I believe I'll bring positivity in, a lot, in, into a this. Lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. Okay, so I have one question before you go into the fan section. Okay. We'll be more of a serious, serious <laughs> type. And yes, there's supposed to be a fan part. But before you go into the fan part, this question that I'll be asking everyone who comes on this show. Okay. And that is, there are actually two questions. Okay. I've seen that most of us, we are finding challenges in terms of discovering our talents, okay. our potentials, and what we are capable of. Okay. So my question is, have you been able to identify yours? And if yes, how were you able to identify it? And how do you recommend, or what would you recommend for someone to also discover his or her potential or talents? Thank you. <laughs> Obviously, how I'm talking, you have to know that my talent is talking. <laughs> okay. 
Yes. And uh, talking about gold is something that I really love to do. I can spend my whole day for it, mm-hmm. sitting, talking about God, and I'll not feel tired. And I'll also not leave if you're also telling me about God. I'll listen to it. And how I discovered it is that it is general, actually. You only know, just like I brought in the scenario mm-hmm. of the man identifying his place, giving the woman her place as well. Okay. Because the law of first mention, once again, when Adam saw this woman said, this is a bone of my bone and a flesh of my flesh. Mm-hmm. She would be called woman because she was taken out of her mind. I hope you get it. Mm-hmm. And then, now, if we want to, you want to identify your talent. Mm-hmm. Unless you connect to that source, unless you connect to that source one more time, if not, you would not know your place. So the man identified, gave her her place. Mm-hmm. You are a woman. You were taken out of a man. And you are Eve. You are mother of all creation. Okay. So you see, it was the man that gave, like through the man, the woman realized her place. So now you two, you two, you remember the Bible said when Peter revealed the identity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. At that time, the Holy Spirit had not come. Oh. The Holy Spirit had not come. But Peter re- re- revealing the, who Jesus Christ is. That was another dimension that I don't, I have to ask more questions about. Oh yes, it's another dimension. Because nobody knew about Jesus. Even the demons, because they are not in the same rank with Jesus, know that you are coming from somewhere. But because we are not closer to you, we don't know who you are actually and what you are coming to do. So even the final day that they wanted to arrest Jesus, they had to consult Judas. And Judas said, the person I would kiss, that is Jesus. But when they came, now who is Jesus? Jesus Christ himself came forward. This is me. And they went back and they fell down. They did not know Jesus. Not even the people, not even um, demons, not even Satan. Because your rank is nowhere near mine. If we want to go into some things, probably I will tell you, meaning of Lucifer is light bearer. And Jesus Christ is the light. So you, you are serving me. <laughs> <laughs> you're under me you're under me you get it so for peter to reveal the identity of jesus that you are the christ the son of god it was it was a whole revelation because people who even knew him knew him as jesus mm-hmm. they knew him as jesus so the savior but to go beyond saving mankind to talk of his authority in the spirit, that he is the Messiah, he is the anointed one, he is the Christ, was a different revelation altogether. You get it? Mm-hmm. And so when he revealed that, now Jesus Christ also said, I know flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Yes. It was revealed to you by my father. And my question is, that time the Holy Spirit had not come. So how did Peter get to know this information? Mm-hmm. Which means in order to identify yourself or someone, it goes beyond just thinking 
it has to do with reasoning. And sometimes by virtue of association, what the man is carrying, sometimes you get to enjoy some privileges. And that one, it happens mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. By virtue of association. The Holy Spirit was not on Gehazi, um, the PA of Elisha. Mm -hmm. But when the people came that they want to arrest Elisha, and Elisha said, God should open the eyes of a servant so that he would see the entourage, the heavenly entourage surrounding them so that they will, he would know that these people cannot arrest us. God opened his eyes and he saw chariots of fire around him. So it tells us that by virtue of association, sometimes we get to enjoy some things. And yes, it's true. The Israelites were fasting. The people with Jesus were not fasting. They asked, why are your people not fasting? They say, you, if, if you, your father was here, would you have fasted? Mm -hmm. So me, because I'm here with them. I don't know who you are even fasting to. Maybe they are here with me. So they, are fast. They, they don't fast. And he spoke about, so in order to know your identity, there is no identity anywhere apart from Christ Jesus. So once you know God, mm -hmm. you know yourself. Because he lives in you. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. God lives in you. The kingdom we are talking about, the kingdom life, I'm, I, I listen to some people, we have some teachings, and they, they talk as if there will be some kingdom from heaven coming on earth to do, you know, those kingdom, kingdom mm -hmm. things. But at the end of the day, the kingdom we are talking about is the one that is in your heart. Because the Bible says that your body is a temple of God and that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And this body we are talking about, the temple of God we are talking about, is the holiest of holies. It's the place where God himself is. And that is why the Holy Spirit is, is dwelling in you. So if you want to know about a kingdom somewhere, it is that one that you are living in your heart. So it is that life that you live from the inside out. So Jesus Christ said, no what goes into us makes us unclean, but what comes out of us? So we are supposed to live this life by influencing it with what comes out of us. So the Bible says we walk not by sight, but by faith. Because by sight, things are entering into you. But by faith, it is what is in you influencing your world. So if, if, if you don't know your source, mm -hmm. how do you know yourself? And that source, when you trace it down, you would find it in you. Because we were made in his image. And after his likeness, this thing to me, it just came to me yesterday. Uh, I'm sharing things. <laughs> we were made in his image. So number one, God mm -hmm. is spirit. Mm -hmm. So he is in us. But after his likeness, in order to be like him, you have to follow him. That is after his likeness. So you follow him, you walk with him until you talk like him, until you act like him. Until even if there's nothing in the cup, you rather see the cup as half full. And that is faith. To be sure of the things you hope for and to be certain of things you cannot see. You bab. Yes. So me, the identity, how I got my, I was just following God. I was just doing the things of God. And I realized that the more I want to know much about God, the more it defines me. This is what you like. This is what you don't like. No, I know myself. So you can't tell me what to do or you can't influence me because already I'm learning about someone and the more you learn about that person, it's, it's just like coming to the realization of your own self. It's, it's, it's like a loop. You see, he's the alpha and omega. Mm -hmm. That means wherever you go, if you want to go and start from the beginning, mm -hmm. 
it is him if you want to go to the end it is him so everywhere you go it is him everywhere so if we are made in his image after his likeness then i don't know where else you would want to go and find out who you are apart from the source and the source will trace down into your innermost being so god said come now let us reason so it has to do with thinking deep down out of the abundance of words in the heart comes out the mouth not the mind though the words did not come from the mind though it came from the heart so it means there is something that defines you before you were born there was a profile of you down there already okay so mind-blowing huh before you come yours is like it's just like i've sent you to bolgatanga you don't know anybody there i just put you in a car they go to Bolgatanga, they alighted you. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Because I sent you there. You don't know anybody there. You don't know what you are going to do there. So this is the town. Now I'm in the town. What do you do? You don't even know what to do. That is the same as God putting you in your mother's womb. Come. We are on earth. Now what do you do? Mm-hmm. Unless you ask the one who brought you here. So I don't know if there is anything, any revelation about yourself you would want to know apart from where you are coming from, or apart from the person who sent you to come. So you called me, Daniel, I'm in Bogatanga. Okay, then I'll be like, go to this person, pass here, pass here. Then that is where you are living in your purpose, your will. But apart from that, you just be wondering because you are in Bogatanga and the whole place is Bogatanga. It's big. You just be wondering about. Okay. Wow. It is actually very deep. But then my question is, for someone who is an unbeliever, (laughs) how would that person be able to discover because but what you are saying, you need to be spiritually inclined. Mm-hmm. And though there are some people who call themselves Christians, they've not gotten to that level of spirituality to be able to discover. So in that case, how then, in the carnal mindset, how can that person be able to discover himself or herself? This, this is a, a very difficult one for me. To be honest, this is a very difficult one. Because as much as I know everybody is spiritual, mm-hmm. it depends on the kind of spirit you are carrying. It's either you have the spirit of God or the devil is in you. And everybody is spiritual. And identity is actually a spiritual thing. Why was it specifically given? This person is called Samson. This person is called John the Baptist. This person is called Jesus. Mm-hmm. Why was it given specifically? Your name will be changed from uh jacob to israel why did god create everything and brought them to man to name them and whatsoever name adam gave that is the same name to date mm-hmm. identity goes based actually in my book identity is a spiritual thing identity defines what you do why was moses moses taken out of water what when that? he was also coming to take people out of egypt mm-hmm. so identity for me is a spiritual thing and it's just quite unfortunate that Christians rather don't know their identity. Mm-hmm. The worldly people, the witches and wizards, they know themselves. Oh. Hey, you can do someone something right now. The person will be standing with you, but not the person has transformed and gone into spiritual women working things in your stomach. And they will tell you, hey, do you know me? Mm-hmm. You are doing this. It means the person knows himself or uh-huh. herself. That is identity. Okay. 
Do you get it? Mm -hmm. So the identity itself, it's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. Probably, sometimes, you see, you see, God is merciful. As children of God, as we are, there are sometimes we wander our ways around. But God in his own wisdom makes all things work together for us. That we arrive at a point where he wants us to be. And so for the things here, oh, you try business, it would work. Mm -hmm. You try this, it would work. You try this, it would work. That was because God is feeding you. But it gets to a point in time where you grow, where he will tell you, boss, I allowed you to do this, but you know, this is not the thing that actually you will do. I think I, I listened to Pastor Chris, one of his messages, and he was saying that he wanted to go into this school, but God said, go to this school. And he was fighting with God. Mm -hmm. So it was like KNUSD, between KNUSD and Lebron. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want to come to KNUSD. God said, no, go to Lebron. He said, no, God, I want here. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Father, give me KNUSD, give me KNUSD, give me. Finally, God now said, okay, now listen. I would allow, I, I want you to go to KNUSD. Mm -hmm. But whatever you wanted to do in Lebron, I'll, I'll allow you to do them in Lebron. So when he came to KNUS, he was there where his friend, like, I've seen your name on the notice board in Legon. Wow. <laughs> and even though he was in KNUS, you know, I hate to Legon cry more than he is. He is in KNUS mm -hmm. and God is allowing. So, so there are times where God actually, because we have not come to that point where we know. See, it's like, until your eyes are open spiritually, it is God fighting your battle for you every day. You even eat poison. You don't know. But you still survived. You mm -hmm. did not die. Yeah. You see? So prior to your eyes opening that you want to eat and the Holy Spirit will tell you clearly, don't eat. You won't say, I'll pray over it and eat. And that won't mm -hmm. happen. <laughs> because they've told you specifically, mm -hmm. don't eat. Mm -hmm. You won't say, I have God and I'm, I'll pray. You said when we pray, the thing is sanctified. No, so I'll God. pray and eat. So you, 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 you get it. So uh, you said for unbelief, so probably things would work, but eventually they would come to a point where they would want to narrow all the things they are doing down into one basket. And that is where they found their purpose. So before, there are someone, when you tell him, God, they will not understand you. They wouldn't get it. They wouldn't want to do it because they feel like, girl, no, I'm I'm but girl, no, open up into no, would him say, but aha, oh, beya, and to say, beca, and so that be, I'm not interested. And sana, we back it down. So, with those people, it's either they get, they get someone, or they try until they come to where they, what they feel like works best for me. Uh, I think this thing works best for me. I mm -hmm. think this thing is okay. I think this is nice. I think I would want to go with this rider. You know, because I can, you can't tell them to narrow it down to this or listen to your innermost. That is the Holy Spirit. That conscience is the Holy Spirit. That conscience is the Holy Spirit. He is in us. He is in our hearts. Mm -hmm. So when you go down within yourself and you want to listen to yourself, you are going to the source. You are approaching the source. He will, he will speak to you. He will talk to you. So everybody is spiritual. And God said he even died for you whilst you were sinners. He said he was closer than you. He said he's standing at the door and knocking. Mm -hmm. Everybody is working with spirits. It depends on the last spirit that you've opened to, come, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. come in. And he talks to us. So those people who don't know the voice of the spirit of God, they'll be like, I was going to pick the car and something, something told me mm -hmm. not to pick the car. Mm -hmm. And I felt some way. So I had to tell 
is they, they don't understand the voice of the Holy Ghost. That is the whole thing. Okay. I think for someone who is having issues with discovering yourself, from, from what Master Daniel has said, at least you have a path to follow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your level of spirituality or trying to get an identity. And if you're a non-believer, um, you know how to go about it. But if you're a believer, he's giving you the clear output of how to do that. Okay, so you can learn from that. And then the next question before you go to the fun section is that if you have the power to change one thing in the world, what would that be? Mindset. Okay. Mindset. And, okay, he he explained to us why. Mindset is the driver of everything we are seeing in this world. So if you don't like something about this world, then it is how you perceive it. Mm -hmm. It is what people are doing. Mm -hmm. It is how people are thinking in there. Do you actually know the problem of this world? Sin actually was the change in mindset. Sin coming to this world was a change in mindset. God created us. God knows. He knows better than us. Mm -hmm. He said, don't eat this tree. If you eat it, you will die. Man now said, I want to be like God. I want to be wise. Mm -hmm. And he ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We don't know where the good one passed. Then we go the evil. Now they were doing evil continually. Mm-hmm. Where Cain, even though God would warn him, sin is knocking at your door. He said, "Ah, that's what he wants." My my brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. He still went on to kill him. You you you, you get it. I, I so get it has been the mindset problem, how people perceive things, how people see things throughout. So if I had a chance to change something in the world. And I'll tell Americans that, yo, everybody is one. I'll tell Asians that everybody is one. If you want to see the good in people, all things will work for good for you. Nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. There are people, they may be evil, but they have a good side. That good side can help you. Don't think because they are evil, when you go closer to them, something will happen to you. No. See, these mindsets have ruined our society. True. Look at what happened in the Bible. Jesus Christ was thirsty, needed water to drink, Mm -hmm. found the world, got closer to the world, that someone will come and then he would ask him to fetch water so we drink. And all this woman could say was, you a Jew, Mm -hmm. asking me a Samaritan to give you water. Is it a mindset? But it was the same Samaritan person that when armed robbers caught people on the road and beat that person Mm -hmm. to death, Mm -hmm. that the Jews and even pastors, clergymen, and people were passing by. It was a Samaritan who has nothing to do with a Jew. Who came to pick that man? When Jesus Christ healed the ten lepers, it was a Samaritan who came back. And Jesus Christ said, where are the other nine that this foreigner, this foreigner you rather came back than nine who are Jews there. Familiarity. Mm-hmm. You get the point. Yeah. So it has been mindset problem. No, what if the, the, the Israelites saw the Palestinians like they are, they are friends? What would happen? Mm-hmm. 
What if North Koreans see South Koreans are they are my brothers? What would happen? There wouldn't be any war. There wouldn't be any war. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be any war. These people have been fighting since. Mm -hmm. It's just their mindset. Don't come to my border. Don't come. Yeah. To, this is mine. This is mine. Here in Ghana. Um, oh, try, uh -huh. Ghana. They, they've been Konya, fighting Kongo. since. They've been fighting yeah. since. But what if we are all one? Mm -hmm. What if you even establish a central hierarchy to judge between the two of us? We all pay homage so that it wouldn't be like division. Mm -hmm. we, we are also, it's the mindset problem. If I have the opportunity to change one thing as a God, make all of us see ourselves as one, brothers and sisters. Huh? There's no Ewe, there's no Ghan, there's no Ashanti, there's no Fanti. There's no, no European, there's no American, there's no Asian. There's no Caucasian. We are all one. We're all one people. And actually, we are all one people because when you cut me, the same blood, same blood, red blood, Asian, so white brains. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, wow! That that that's actually a good one. Okay, so now to the fun section, and this one will be more of yeah. Some would be you need to talk about it. Some would be a yes or no thing. So the first one. <laughs> Which I know I believe the nose are... will be more. <laughs> Pardon. The, I believe the nose will be more. Oh, let's see. <laughs> um, one thing everybody will be interested in. One, Master Daniel G, President <laughs> of the College of Science. Guys. <laughs> are you dating? Or have you ever dated before? <laughs> no, I'm not dating. Mm -hmm. Have I ever dated before? I've tried it. Tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> tried and it didn't work. Yeah, okay. I tried. Okay. The next one is, what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you? Oh. Like the most embarrassing oh. thing that you said, ah, sing <laughs> Yeah. Most embarrassing. Most embarrassing. Most embarrassing. Wait, 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 wait. Was it in GHS? I actually had my most embarrassing time in GHS. I'll share it one day, not today. Who cried it? Yes. Yes, my first day at the new school in GHS two. Mm -hmm. The school uniform I was wearing like it was like the recorders. Bola. <laughs> okay. So they were laughing at me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, oh, they were laughing. They were laughing at me. They were laughing at me. Yeah. So I think it should be it should be the most embarrassing thing. Okay. The next one is: Have you ever fought before? Can be a verbal fight or a physical one. Oh, I don't fight. Mm -hmm. I don't fight. Initially, I thought when I fight, I will lose, so I wouldn't even go into fighting. Okay. But this best friend that I was talking about, Bright, I fought with him once. Wow. Yeah, I fought. We were playing football. I fought with him. <laughs> but basically, I don't fight, and that is, I think, the only fight apart from. Me and my yeah. first, you see, I, I said I was fighting with my yeah. other brothers, yeah. and so that was that was. A, but basically, I don't like fighting, boss, mm -hmm. yeah. and I don't get angry. Too. Yes, that is that is one thing I'm also trying to master: mm -hmm. how to control your emotions, your anger. Oh, you can. Yeah. It's, it's easy. Yeah, I remembered for a whole year I hadn't insulted anybody. Oh. When I made up my mind, too. Yeah. that's why I told you I don't let the environment. Control yeah. me, mm -hmm. it has been mm -hmm. from me rather. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is 
I know you, you like football, you like sports. Mm -hmm. So one argument that has been there since we were born, okay, in our generation is they are two best players right mm -hmm. now in our current generation, Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Who do you think is the best? Mm -hmm. And people are actually listening because yeah, any yeah. any answer you give, you have enemy. So uh, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So let me issue this disclaimer. I've not really been a fan of football. Oh, okay. I don't like football. Oh, okay. I only watch El Clasico because of the fun that comes with it. Okay. When Barca and Madrid is playing, mm -hmm. or when Barca and Chelsea is playing, yeah, that one I know. And I would usually support the team that is hated more. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when everybody is doing Barca, I would have to choose the opposite one. Okay. When everybody is doing this one, then I have to choose this one. Yeah. But then between Messi and Ronaldo, I would pick Ronaldo. Ronaldo? Yes. Would you care to explain or...? Yes. The reason why I would pick Ronaldo is as much as the two of them, as much as the two of them are all good players, mm -hmm. I see from most um, of C. Ronaldo's feeds on Instagram and other videos, how hard he trains. Mm -hmm. So even if it were talents, I've also seen Ronaldo trains, like he trains, yeah, physical fitness and all. Yes. Yes. He even has suspects that even um, people with him doesn't have mm -hmm. and all. Mm -hmm. And I also heard he said he sleeps with football. So when the time to wake up, a football would hit him on the bed or something. Wow, I, I have no heard of that one. I, I heard something like that. Like okay. the alarm is like a football. It would hit him. Something, wake something. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think... For the training aspects that I see, it, it, it talks much about perseverance and it talks much about working hard to get to where you want to go. That's, that's, that's why I would choose Ronaldo. Okay, okay. I know the Messi fans will be angry, but then, you know, that's your choice. The next one is, who inspires you the most? Who inspires you the most? Pastors. Is there any particular one? Yes. Okay. My pastor here in school is Apostle Charles Nyaba. Of the praying family and hope for revival church. Mm -hmm. Yes, he inspires me so much. Um, I've said this on countless occasions. I think Focus FM interviewed me. I told them, um, Pastor Charles Nyaba, when I knew him, sometimes after fellowship meetings, you see him having another hours of session with the leaders, mm -hmm. leadership meeting. And sometimes they would be there and it would go into 12 where they would also start alpha hour. Okay. And yes, so I, I used to think, what at all has this man seen? Then you be so watch then. Then it will. Then it will. Because it looks like his love and his enthusiasm for the things of God and for the work of God is on parallel. Oh. He can stay with you hours, even when it is raining. Like I don't know, I don't know what would stop him from doing what he wants to do from for God, and how he loves the people, the church, how he wants to see everybody transformed to become a better version of themselves. And so he inspires me every time I look up to him. I really see the hope in our younger generation. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So wherever he is. Master Daniel says, no bless him so much for his impartation. Yeah, bless you, inspire him. All right. So, what's your favorite food? Jollof. Ghanaians like jollof. 
every Ghanaian. So initially, my favorite food was jollof. Uh-huh. But then now, what happened? I don't know. The jollof is becoming so common. Hey. So I've changed my favorite Maybe food. Maybe you. No, no. Wait. Jollof is not becoming common. Like everybody the people say, are not preparing it that way that is their uh, favorite. You see that jollof that has the corned beef in the, there that the, after cooking, you see the corned beef on uh-huh. on, on, on the rice. Uh-huh, that was black, the assorted black. one. Or, uh-huh, uh-huh. Nice one. And sometimes you see some... Um, that, that is a garden pea or that some big beans be mm-hmm. some beans be mm-hmm. you see it in the okay if you are talking about talking that about one that. it's not common i okay. beg you it's not common but i mean i've changed my favorite food my favorite food is now rice and granite soup i know oh. it's weird but yes that's my favorite wow food. okay so your next one it's your favorite song hill song hill song particular i one. like hey a particular song mm-hmm. in hill song mm-hmm. no I like all of Don Moen's songs. I like Hell Song. I like Nathaniel Bassi. <laughs> I like Frank Edwards. Okay. I like Mrs. Bless. It's a whole list. You don't have a favorite one. In the gospel, foreign gospel, be yeah, my yeah. favorite. Okay. But then the people I listen to, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, um, I kind of when I like this, this is what I go with. Okay. I don't do peace, 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 peace. So I can be listening to one particular song. So yeah, I, I yeah. But that. like hell song, quite dear, my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you sing yourself? I'm a drummer in church. Oh, okay. I play drums, but yeah. I'm learning to sing. All right. Crack, crack, crack. All right. All right. The next one. Do you have any favorite quotes? Yeah. Any favorite quotes? I say, the one that you like anytime you are there, it comes in your head. You say it. there. The most things that came to mind is as a reminder of who I am and why I'm at that particular place. Mm-hmm. So, like when I got a player, I was coming to KNUST. I really bought KNUST forms. Mm-hmm. I got into KNUST. I didn't check elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So why are you here and what are you supposed to do? Are you doing that? That is, that is what keeps ringing in my head because life is too short to, to date plenty and mm-hmm. it wouldn't get where, to that place where you want it to go. So if it won't work, don't go at all. Mm-hmm. Wait and observe until you see this one has a higher chance then. You go, you go in there and yeah. Okay, so, so it's not particularly a quote or... It's not particular. It's just a reminder of myself and why I'm supposed to do something. You see, I told you that do everything every day as if you are starting afresh. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a new thing that came to me. Mm-hmm. Every day you do it with the energy that you would have started it with. And you, you're a meteorologist. So yes. It means you do some part of physics. Yes. You know, there are two types of friction. There's mm-hmm. the static friction and there's a... The one, the movement. Motion yeah. one. Yeah. And the static friction is before that object moves. You need mm-hmm. higher energy to overcome, overcome it. Yeah. So let's attack every day as though we are starting. We were starting afresh. The energy will be high in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The next one, you said you are not more into sports, so but then you have a team that you support. Or you don't have that bill. I don't have it. That's why I said if they are playing, you support the one that has they, the one that has least supporters. Okay. Personally, I don't like it when everybody is going the same way. Mm-hmm. So my family, they are all oh, this political party. I said no. Yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So this one was actually 
uh, just brought in by my one of my my team. Okay, her name is Doris. She's here. She's waving, but you can't see her. Yeah. Okay. So she said, which do you prefer? Mm -hmm. I know you are not. You don't like fighting, but this is a game. You okay. prefer boxing or wrestling? Ah, what time favorite? Boxing. Boxing. Pound for boxing. Pound. Cried. Yeah. I grew up in a home where. If there's a match, everybody would gather around the and, TV okay. from father, uncles. Everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. So I, I also developed that love. Wrestling, I don't like it. Cry. Dobby Dobby and all those. Mm -hmm. You don't like it? I don't it? watch it. Okay. But boxing, there. You like My favorite. And who is your favorite boxer? My favorite boxer? Mm -hmm. Now, you see, my people in sports are no more. Okay. I, I Initially, I liked soccer like you asked me i like the football mm -hmm. but the people i knew if i should start mentioning their names you yeah. laugh at me hey. because i i started with the ps1 game now. okay so if you pick like chelsea team mm -hmm. i was looking at ballad ah Shevchenko, oh. <laughs> john terry those old geese yeah you okay. pick ac Milan. i was looking at pelo and hey, no. real madrid van Destroy. okay That's... those are the people i know okay, okay. so the boxing team too it's just recently I discovered uh, Fizzy McBoyne yeah, yeah. when he won his fight. Yeah, yeah. So currently, yeah, I, I used to watch the Manny Pacquiao and then Mayweather. Yeah, they are much. Hey, it was a powerful match. Yeah, very powerful. It's nice. Yeah. So we like boxing. I like so can I conclude that the sports you like best is boxing? Mm -hmm. You can. Okay. Boxing, okay. yeah. Nothing beats it. It's dancing. Yeah. I. I I think one of my, I don't know if my auntie or my mom or someone in my family, the person said she doesn't understand why two grown-up men who have who are not enemies mm -hmm. will go and stand in the ring and be fighting themselves. Like, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, <Game>. so, <laughs> but boxing is actually fun. Hey, of yeah. course, they had to. Yeah. Mm. And the next one is, would you prefer to be quite good at everything or very good at one particular thing? Quite good, good at everything, or very good at one particular thing. Oh well, I know there is a phrase that says that mm -hmm. if you are jack of all trades, you master, you'll of, be none. master of none. Mm -hmm. But this time that we are also realizing and recognizing our true identity, that we've not come to that conclusion mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. If you want to stick to one thing there yeah, as young you, you, you know um, okay let me address it the way i think okay when you are a young person mm -hmm. when you are youth mm -hmm. this quote should not apply to you that's true because as a youth you have so much energy that to focus on just one thing would probably be a waste i hope you get it I, I yeah because because Jesus Christ is the Christ. He's a Messiah. He's mm -hmm. the anointed one. And he's also Jesus. So he would save you. You mentioned his name to his name can also save you everything. Grace will come. Power would come in and all. So if, if, if you want to limit it, limit it to... You see, they, people should not be able to identify you. Okay. Th that's what I think, though. Even though, by yes. the time I'm sure you get to 60 years, yes, you. nobody will tell you to focus on one thing. Because uh -huh, <laughs> you yourself, you will not have that strength to true. be managing a lot of things. That's true. So there will be only one particular company or something mm -hmm. 
that you would recess to and that is what you'll be doing and making sure it is done well mm -hmm. that is when you are in your 60s mm -hmm. but right now that the energy is there bill no right, try if if coco sell coco if it feels you know it feels so you, sometimes you can start something and get people to manage it whilst you go on to the next mm -hmm. You go on to the next. We, we all have mentors. We all have people we look up to. Aliko Dangote. We know he has a lot of businesses. He has cement. He has sugar. I think oil. Yeah, yeah. Now crude now oil. oil. Try a lot. Once the energy is there. So mm -hmm. you see, there are three things in life. There's energy. There's time. There's money. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you have at a, at a particular point in time. Okay. And you may not have everything. At a point in time... You would have the energy, you would have the time, but there will be no money. They will get to a point, you would have money, you would have energy, but there will be no time. Mm -hmm. So you see, the point where you find yourself, so when we look at Aliko Dangote, mm -hmm. we would admire him because he has the energy yes. and he has the money. And so at any point in time, whatever he wants to do, with that money energy he has, he can. He can. Yeah. So you, you don't have that money. But you have your energy here and you have your time. Mm -hmm. You two combine these two and see what it can create for you. Because we will not have it all. There will be a time where he would grow. There will be no energy. Mm -hmm. There will be money and there will be a lot of time. And at that time, they will just bring him out there. He will be sitting down, mm -hmm. can't even talk, be observing his grandchildren mm -hmm. and sitting in some swinging chair mm -hmm. and then looking at what is going on around okay okay so at a point in time what you have use it we shouldn't limit ourselves to uh we would want to be better at one person what do you mean i say i'm better at leadership and so i should stop the mentorship <laughs> okay it wouldn't be fine or well, i should stop preaching it, it just wouldn't be fine okay so if you have the energy the energy and time, and time money go into it everything it will, it will work god will bless us okay so um, i think we have yes yeah, some other questions what would be the first thing you do when you get one million dollars right now cash right now you sit in there and then somebody one, calls you one million dollars one million dollars what's the do first thing that you're going to do one million dollars uh -huh. is like when i bring it to Ghana no, 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 don't bring it to Ghana million Ghana Don't bring it to Ghana cities. It's money. One million Ghana cities it's is money. 10 billion. Oh. Yeah, 10 billion. Oh, and now dollars is like 12 cities. No, so dollars around 10, 10 times 12. Mm -hmm. Dollars like, are around 10, 11 right now. Ah, so like 120 billion. Uh -huh. So what's the first thing you're going to do? Ah, Chairman General. First thing. First thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know Abraham Maslow's? Yes. Need. Yes. Theory of needs. Uh-huh. You know, you, love and acceptance is the third one, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'll give it to girls too. <laughs> <laughs> I need my physiological needs. Okay. Food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those basic needs. Clothing, basic mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. Then I come to the shelter. Okay. You can buy some house being Trasaco. Ah, I say Trasaco. Oh, you go to... But yeah. you've not read the range that for that book. Go and read it again. I've, I've, I've read. It, it's read. actually a liability. Yeah. Eh, it's a liability. Yeah, it's a liability, I know. But then, or what are you going to invest in? No, I need a place to lay my head first. Okay, so those are one of the best things. That, that one, once you get it, you have to be paid hey, for security. Okay, okay, I get it. Pay those utility yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah. That one is also another Chema, you just said if I have one billion. You didn't say if 
one billion keeps coming okay. and one million dollars okay. keep coming just every time. One. Just once. Mm -hmm. huh. So I'll get myself a house. All right. Any any particular location? Oh yes. Okay. I love the mountainous area. So you go to the Ebri areas and before you get to Ebri. Okay. Or Yarefa, Abukobi. Wow. You see, you see the uh huh. Mm -hmm. The place is quiet. The reason being it's quiet. Okay. You want peace. <laughs> and it's cool. Yes. So I want that peace of mind. Okay. So I get a place like that. Mm -hmm. Very very nice. And then now I come to the investments. Mm -hmm. the, the investments. The majority should be in people and in the house of God. Okay. That is the investment. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says that we should store up our treasure at where no thief can come for it. Even though I'm doing this one that I know I need to make, create a money-making machine that would bring me returns. Mm -hmm. I also need to make sure the returns that are coming are stored in a good place. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't joke with my tithes. Okay. I wouldn't joke with offering. I wouldn't joke with any project that has to do with the church. Okay. Because any investment done in church is no waste at all. In fact, when they are there and they are praying, when they are there and they are praying, I mean, the, you'll be reaping the blessing. Of course. And the blessings, they are, they, are, they are too much. Someone has a lot of money, but they will die mm -hmm. before their time. But someone would also make investment. Look at Dorcas. The Bible says yeah. that she made clothes for the widows. Mm -hmm. She fed them. She provided her upper room for the prayers. You know when she died? When she died, yeah. people Those brought things the things. Ah, oh, yeah. my God. Bring her back to life for us. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So we make sure that that investment there too is another thing. So that one will be speaking for you. Okay. That one will be speaking. That one will be giving that long life. will be delivering you from the accidents. Mm -hmm. will be... Uh-huh. Okay. Then... You know, you have your parts that you use for chilling. Mm -hmm. The chilling part. That one, yeah. That okay. one, you need to have for vacations and all those things. Yeah, you need to have a beloved. Okay. And your kids. Oh, family um, and everything. Amazing. Yeah, your family and your beloved. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, you make them happy. Mm -hmm. Because when they are happy, they would yep. also bring in ideas. Like, plenty nice, good ideas. And we make sure that we create a system. We invest in people around us mm -hmm. also. And then create that money making system where at least out of that one million dollars, no, it's a 500 day age, mama. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, nice, very nice. So, please, someone should give Master Daniel one million dollars because he has he has good ideas, <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, I just want 200,000 uh, of that million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, we are about finalizing this interview, and these are two. Last questions that would be more of it's not fun, but then it's about how you envision yourself in some years to come. So, how do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? How do I see myself in the next five to ten years? Mm. Well, okay, so in the next five to ten years, I mm -hmm. I just I just it's not about how I want to see myself. Mm -hmm. But any position that I would, that would afford me the opportunity to get close to people, talk to them, motivate, impact them, preach the word of God to them, that is what I'm looking at. Yeah, so in the next five to ten years, I just want 
anything, any any opportunity that would get me close to people. You know, at a point in time, living in um, around, not in a shaman, but living in um, Spentes, mm-hmm. Adrengano, there about close to a shaman, I realized that a lot of people were following Stoneboy, Shatawale, doing the dreadlocks yeah, and things yeah, and just... trying to speak Jamaican. Mm-hmm. And before you realize, when they have dreadlocks, the next thing is they smoke, smoke. weed. Mm-hmm. And they have some basabasa tattoo on themselves mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, then I would learn how to speak Jamaican so that I could talk to them and then let them see the side that you don't copy blindly. Mm-hmm. You don't choose to follow someone without without setting your own boundaries and rules for it. So I actually went in to learn how to speak Jamaican. Oh, wow. Yes, then I'm, I, oh, I, you can I, speak. I speak Jamaican. Okay, give us a freestyle. Oh, Chairman, let's probably you ask me a question and you want me to okay, answer so, in Jamaican. Okay, so you say, you say your last words in the pastoral or the Jamaican language. Oh, okay. So when you are done with the next five years? All right, so, so, so when we're done with the next five years, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the Jamaican thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, so... This is this is it. So anything in this world that's I wanna afford me the opportunity. I feel meet all the people and talk to them. That's what me out after. Right now, like all the things me think about this, the people them around me. So the human beings, the things because it's not about investing in automobile or investing in guns or investing in weaponry. It's about the people. Right now, if you want me want to make a gun. Won't make a gun I feel correct about things in other society. So what about me talking to the person man and me changing a mindset? Me not go and need a gun for anything. Do you understand me? What they don't say understand yet, they say overstand. Uh, probably when I say it, it's going to be a different you're actually, thing. You're actually good at yeah, it. Yes, so yeah. I just I feel the people are the priority. Mm-hmm. We we make robots, we make guns and things. Today I was I was reading the Bible once again about Timothy mm-hmm. from first Timothy and Paul was telling Timothy that the law was actually meant to punish sinners was mm-hmm. meant for actually sinners yes and that is true the law so when you are doing something good there's no system to promote you to elevate you but when you do something bad that one day they will tell you you will die mm-hmm. If you do this, you die. You do this, this will happen to you. So the law was actually meant for them. To, but what if we are able to touch your lives, change your mindset? Do we still need the guns? Do we still need the robots to fight a war someday? No. No. All right. So in the next five years, prayerfully, we pray that the Lord God that help us get to where we want to get to. Yeah, and man. yeah, we believe... Your podcast will go and be the next big thing uh, in our town. We are going to interview a whole heap of people. Probably by that time, we have my own car. Yeah, man. You could have called me, me come around, and we overnight. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I say thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> thank you too for honoring our invitation. And it's been it's been amazing. It's been wonderful uh, getting to know you on your on on the personal level because. I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to speak to you if not for today. And it seems I've known you your whole life because oh. of how you've been able to paint your journey of life to us. And I hope everybody listening has learned a lot from you and has taken some, taken some form of inspiration and prayer. motivation, some lessons from your life. And all our hope and prayer is that 
your dreams and your aspirations and how you want to positively impact people would be possible. Some years to come, we are talking of change makers in our society, Amen. in Africa, in the world. Amen. Your name will be among them. Amen. And let's let's make this world a better place for everyone. Sure, we will. And we are glad you were able to take us through everything about you. So before we end, I want you to give your last words and then I conclude. My last word is for anybody out there who feels discouraged, who thinks their life is coming to an end, that you are just starting. Actually, that point where we feel like we are giving up is where the journey is actually beginning. Mm -hmm. There was a whole journey that Jesus Christ worked for, for three years. Mm -hmm. But there was a final task to be accomplished. And the Bible makes us understand after Jesus Christ was crucified, dead, buried, raised back to life, mm -hmm. and seated in heaven, the Bible says that he was not ashamed of what was happening on the cross because his eyes were fixed on the prize, and that prize was the later glory that would be manifest. And now the Bible says that Jesus Christ has been given a name that is above every other name. Mm -hmm. And God has actually exalted his word above himself. And mm -hmm. the word is Jesus. You see, so where you feel like giving up, mm -hmm. where you feel like you can't do, just open your mouth and talk to God and tell God that, Father, now take over my life. Let it be your will and not my will. Because you, you were doing it on your own. And now you've gotten to this point. So why not also try God? Leave it in the hands of God. Let's see. Okay. And don't forget to seek help. Don't forget to talk to someone. It's not everybody who is bad. Even if they are bad, ask them good questions. Ask them good things. They would give you good things. No matter how bad they are, if you ask them food, they can't give you stones or they can't give you poison. So Bible even said, if these evil men know how to give good gifts, oh. when you ask them, how much more with the father? Mm -hmm. so, so let's just have friends, approach them. Okay, yeah. That is my final words to anybody out there. Be strong in the Lord. Arise, shine. Your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Amen. Amen. Powerful. These are the last words of Master Daniel G. the current president of the College of Science, and we've been impacted academically, spiritually, and everything, and we are grateful for all what he shared. Thank you. His book is also available. If you need any copy, you either let me know or he'll give his details out, then you get to know where you can get that book. I think he already did that in the course yeah. of the interview, so yes, if you need his book. You can also get to read and then have that enlightenment that he has spoke about. Thank you for everyone listening. I appreciate you being part of this podcast show. And as always, my aim is that we become the best versions of ourselves. And that is exactly what I do. And today's session and episode is an addition. And at the end, I know... We are all going to be whatever we want to be 
and it will come to pass for us. So like I always say before I end any episode, before you start anything, believe in yourself. When you feel it's a learning process, when you succeed, you appreciate the good. Get up and do exactly what you have to do. It's never enough to aim. You've got to hit the target. This is the end of today's episode and see you in my next one.